One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And we're sisters, and I'm struggling to speak today, so luckily it's not my day because I ate too many um, sunflower seeds, I think. My throat is like, <laughs> nope. I, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm just going to rest my vocal cords and let oh. you take it away. All right. Tonight we're going to talk about the Craigslist killer, Philip Markoff. Yes! I love a Craigslist stalker story so funny when i sent this one to megan to read she sent it back yes <laughs> craigslist killer i love those <laughs> why i don't know either why do we love craigslist killers probably because we know. love craigslist mm-hmm. it's just yeah, especially weird like early ish 2000s craigslist where you all guys cd shit is yes all of you gen z and um, millennials out there who don't wear belts unless you're queer and that's a Patreon joke, right? That's a Patreon uh-huh. conversation. Yeah. Okay, so those of you who are not on Patreon, we asked if Gen Z and millennials wear belts. And the resounding feedback we got was no, they do not wear belts, which is what we thought, unless you're qu- queer. If you're mm. queer, I think female presenting queer, you do wear a belt. So there you go. Uh, what was I fucking talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So I was just going to tell an old, an old timey tale for you youngsters. We used to date on Craigslist. That yeah. was pre-OKCupid. I went on yep. dates through Craigslist. Yeah. One of my creepiest boyfriends was came from Craigslist. Yes. He His was name creepy. was not Philip, but he was a creep. Well, tell me about Philip the creep, the right. actual creep. Philip Markoff had it all. He was born on February 12th, 1986 in Cheryl, New York. Cheryl is a tiny but beautiful town 35 miles east of Syracuse. For the first few years of his life, Philip lived with his parents, Richard and Susan, and his older brother, Jonathan, but his parents' marriage soon fell apart and they divorced. His dad moved to Syracuse, taking Jonathan with him, while Philip stayed behind with his mom. Uh Uh-oh. Susan quickly remarried and had a daughter, Philip's half-sister, in 1991. The family mostly stayed to themselves. Neighbors described them as very quiet, not interacting much with others. Philip was always very smart and excelled at school. He was on the golf and bowling team. He was in the youth court and history club and was a member of the National Honor Society. His high school English teacher described him as, quote, the nicest young man, polite, respectful, with a good sense of humor. But underneath his nondescript demeanor, he was intense and competitive. And picture the guy. He's, like, tall and blonde. He's very much a... God, uh, the name just went out of my head. The Raper. The Ted, Raper. Uh, the Golden State the, Killer? No, no, no. Ted? Um, old Teddy? No, Dahmer? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Recent. Uh, swimmer. Brock. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Wait, that's his name, right? Yeah, what is his name? Brock. Brock Turner. Thank you. Okay. It's, he's very much that sort of character. Gross. Gross. Mm-hmm. Gross. He wasn't very popular with his peers, didn't have any girlfriends in high school, but had a close group of friends who were all interested in computers and science and self-identified as nerds. They also loved to play poker. Everyone said by the end of high school, Philip was very good at the game and loved to gamble. Overall, he was known to be pretty easygoing until he lost at something. When this happened, he would get mad, 
sometimes too mad. Pull it together, Philip. Take a walk. Walk it off, mm-hmm. Philip. When Philip turned 18, his harmless poker games turned into going out to the local casinos with friends. They had a strict rule that they would never lose more than $200. That's a good rule. It's a good rule mm-hmm. of thumb. After graduating high school in 2004, he attended the University of Albany in New York and easily graduated in three years. While there, he was very active in his co-ed pre-med fraternity, was a member of the Young Republicans, and majored in biology. His friend said he kept to himself and would often spend up to eight hours a day on his computer in his dorm room. He also made many people, mostly women, uncomfortable. There's a story in the article, one of the articles I read that he went to a Halloween party dressed as a mammogram. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yep, hoping to get some booby smashing in, I guess. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I mentioned this before, but I want to start an app that's for men who are attracted to women that's called Ask a Lesbian. And you can just <laughs> be like, is this a good idea? And they'll say yes or no, and maybe offer a suggestion for an alternate Mm-hmm. to whatever it was you were planning to do or say. So That's really smart. that would be a really good case where he should have asked a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A mammogram machine is really funny with your like fraternity Bros, brothers. exactly. Not going to get you laid. That would have been my exact advice. Wear it to yep. the frat party, take mm-hmm. it off, and then dress like a t- Tarek from HGTV's Flip or Flop. <laughs> Take it from Courtney. What's his name? Tark Manuso Ramuso? I have no idea. <laughs> nice, nice pretending like you don't know who Tark is. <laughs> I, really don't know. I don't. I don't get to watch TV. <laughs> My TV. So even going so far as offering to walk one of his classmates home after a night of drinking, and then pinning her to the wall and kissing her. Oh God, no. Despite her protests, he didn't stop until another classmate pulled him off of her. Nope. Mm -hmm. She chalked it up to him being drunk and didn't press the issue. It's okay to press the issue out there, ladies and gentlemen, everyone. Totally fine. During his sophomore year, Philip met Megan McAllister while they were both volunteers at the Albany Medical Center Hospital. The two of them hit it off and started dating. Philip was very excited about Megan and told his friends he'd met the woman of his dreams. During their few years dating in undergrad, they mostly kept their friend group separate. As graduation drew closer, Philip and Megan both wanted to become doctors and applied to medical school. Philip was accepted into the graduate program at Boston University's medical school. Megan was not. Uh-oh. The pair moved to Boston so Philip could start school while Megan looked for a job. They were your typical young, broke, college couple doing their best to make ends meet while mostly living off of student loans. These loans would easily grow to be over $120,000. Yep, that's what they do. Yep. Megan would later describe their time in Boston as lonely. Their lack of money kept them home most of the time, limiting their ability to socialize and meet new friends. Yeah, I bet. And also medical school. Right. Right. Yes. Philip would also opt to watch most of his class lectures online rather than to go to class in person. Oh my, for medical school. Mm-hmm. I have a real estate license and I didn't even want to do that I know. because I know it would be too hard. Yeah. I mean, the guy was a, you're, I mean, like he's a monster, but he was super, super smart. Clearly. Yeah. This left the two in their apartment alone together for days on end. The one thing that Philip would make time for was the casino. They would often visit at least twice a month so Philip could play blackjack. That's a lot of casino. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're broke. Yeah, good point. Good mm-hmm. point. After dating four years, Philip asked Megan to marry him on a beach in Maine, and they decided to marry in August of 2009. Megan was also finally accepted into a medical school and planned to start in the fall after their wedding. She was accepted into a medical school in the Caribbean, so they were going to get married and then be separate for a few years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, good for her. Right, I know, right? <laughs> I, I didn't that. even know that was an option. I might consider <laughs> no. going to medical school. Uh-huh. According to Megan, their future couldn't be brighter. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> try, like a half of a joke about operating on like a pina colada came into uh. my head. Went nowhere. But I said it anyway. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the anatomy of the... Maraschino cherry. 
so dumb. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, never apologize. On April 20th, 2009, the couple was driving along Interstate 95, just south of Boston, when they were pulled over by the police. Megan thought they were being pulled over for speeding, but when the police demanded they get out of the car and quickly arrested Philip, Megan realized she had no idea what was happening. Oh, God, can you imagine? No. No, not for a second. (sighs) When she learned that Philip was being charged with armed robbery, kidnapping, and murder, she couldn't believe it. They must have the wrong person. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many things to go through in that moment. Because, of course, initially you're like, oh, no, this we're, this is bad. He's being mm-hmm. arrested for something he didn't do. And then mm-hmm. on from there. Yep. So backing up to April 10th, just 10 days before Philip was arrested, Trisha Leffler was in Boston to work as a self-identified escort. And I'm just going to give a little, I don't even know what to call it, but reading through the articles that talked about these crimes and the women that are involved, the language was super problematic. And so I did my best to use language that felt appropriate for me and respectful. Mm-hmm. But just a heads up that I I sort of sat with it. They called everybody different terms and used, you know, just... Super was, derogatory. Yeah, super derogatory or just sort of strange and... So I did yeah. my best. <laughs> yeah, we've come a long way, folks. We've come a long really, way. Really, really, really did. Some of the language was like shocking. And it wasn't that 2009, some of these 2010, these articles, it wasn't that long ago, but yep. still just yep. took my breath away a little bit like, yeah. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is not okay, you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. She lived in Las Vegas, but traveled to Boston, advertising her services on Craigslist. She received a message from a man asking about her prices, and they agreed to meet right away. Within an hour of the first email, she was waiting for him by the elevator. She always met with the men first before bringing them to her room. That way, if she didn't feel comfortable with them, they wouldn't know which room was hers. Smart. Super smart. She didn't get any red flags, describing him as a, quote, regular-looking guy, tall and handsome, so invited him to her room. Mm-hmm. As soon as the door closed behind them, Trisha turned around to find him holding a gun. He told her to lie on the ground. Terrified, she did as he said, and he put his gun away. He knelt over her and zip-tied her hands together. He then put on black gloves and started to rummage around her room. He told her he wouldn't hurt her and wanted to know where the money was. He found her purse, took $800 in cash, and put her wallet in his pocket. Trisha asked him to please leave her one credit card and her ID so that she could get home. After thinking about it, he did as she asked. He ended up taking her money and her camera. As he was rummaging through her things, he picked up a pair of Trisha's underwear that were next to her suitcase and put them in his pocket. Trisha said that he was very calm during the robbery, and she wondered if he'd done this before. Mm-hmm. He then picked up her phone and erased his number from it, thinking it was permanently gone and then took the battery out of the back of the phone and threw it behind the entertainment center. <laughs> He'll never get this back there. <laughs> I want you to case just trying <laughs> to slow himself it down. Time. I know, yeah. just take it with you, dingling. I know. He also cut the phone lines to the hotel phones. <laughs> All right. Trisha was desperately hoping he was done and would leave, but instead he started to pace around the room. Oh, no, go. I was hoping he was leaving, too. I know. Trisha asked him to go, and he told her he was trying to find a spot to tie her up, but couldn't decide where. Mm. She started to suggest different options to hurry him out of her room. He eventually decided to tie her to the bathroom door. Okay, now go. Right. Once she was secured to the door, he pulled out duct tape and put it over her mouth. Trisha, noticing he didn't have any gloves on anymore, didn't try to talk him out of it. Nice. Smart girl. Yes. As he was leaving, he told her he would wait 15 minutes and then call security to tell them he heard loud noises coming from her room so she could get help. Once he was out of the room, Trisha managed to break out of her zip ties and ran to the room next door. She explained she had been robbed and called the police. Good, 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 good. Survival instincts, A+. Strong. Mm -hmm. Yes. The police arrived and collected all the evidence from her room, including her phone and the duct tape covering her mouth. Badass. Four days later, on April 14th, a woman named Beth received an email from a man looking for, quote, erotic massage services from a post placed on Craigslist. Mm -hmm. Beth, who lived on the West Coast, was acting as an intermediary for her friend, 25-year-old Julissa Brisman, who had arrived in Boston from New York City to work. 
Through email, the man introduced himself as Andy and wanted to set up an appointment for later that night. Beth arranged the meeting and let Julissa know to expect him at 10 p.m. At 11 p.m., Beth didn't receive a text from Julissa letting her know that the appointment had ended, so she sent her a message to check in but didn't hear back. Oh, God. I'm like, what do you do now? Mm-hmm. She tried again at midnight and once again at 5.30 a.m. Oh, no. But never heard back. <laughs> at 7 a.m., she called security at the Marriott where Julissa was staying and was immediately transferred to the Boston police. They were already at the scene. A woman in the room a few doors down from Julissa heard shrieks coming from the hallway. She opened her door and saw a body lying on the ground. <gasps> oh, no. She called the police. They found Julissa covered in blood with a plastic zip tie around one wrist. EMS rushed her to Boston Medical Center, but she died within minutes of her arrival. Oh, no. The medical examiner said Julissa had suffered a fractured skull in multiple places from being hit with what they were guessing was a gun. She was also shot at close range three times, once to her chest, once to her stomach, and once into her heart. Oh, poor thing. Mm. Who shoots people in a hotel? Three times. Right? Mm-hmm. Fuck. What an idiot. She had bruises and welts on her wrists, and she had managed to scratch her attacker. The skin under her nails would provide the DNA of the killer. Yes, good. She had fought like hell to get away. She was just 10 days shy of her 26th birthday. <laughs> Jalisa Brisman was born on April 24th, 1983, to her parents, Carmen and Hector, who were immigrants from the Dominican Republic. She was raised in New York City with her close-knit family. Julissa was a model, aspiring actress, and wanted to start school to become a substance use counselor. Mm. On her MySpace page, Julissa described herself as a, quote, true-born and raised Manhattan hottie, finally getting a hold of this wonderful thing called life. Ugh, man. I know. She worked as a bartender in her early 20s, but started drinking heavily, so she quit her job and got sober, something she was very proud of. Yeah. Her friend Emily Clare said, quote, she was very close with people in her group in Alcoholics Anonymous. It was like her second family, and she really wanted to work with young women who were battling addiction. Oh, God. At the time of her death, she was living with a roommate and her dog named Coco Chanel in Brooklyn. <laughs> she would often travel the country to work. Often it was for modeling jobs or to work at lavish parties as a topless or bikini hostess and server. Yep. I mean, the girl was gorgeous. Hey, listen. Gorgeous. Take your top off, make the money, get your degree, mm -hmm. get it. Yep. If I had the boobies <laughs> <laughs> and the confidence, Shit, yeah, man. they'd be right on out there getting that money. Yes. Maybe not, mom. Mom, I probably wouldn't man. do it. But mom would have done it. If I was a different person, <laughs> I would 100% do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mom would have done it, no doubt. By all accounts, she was a lovely person to be around and was described as, quote, lively, cheerful, and caring. I love her. I do too. In her diary, she listed her fears as death, sharks, needles, and lobsters. Oh my god, that's a, like, other than space, <laughs> that's kind of 100% no. let's do. Yeah, everything I read about her, I just, like, broke my heart into a thousand pieces and want to be her best friend and i will say this you know. is one of the victim more specific and detailed victim descriptions that we've ever heard because it's mm -hmm. usually like her smile lit up a room everybody who met her loved her but mm -hmm. this like really is painting a very clear picture of this person mm -hmm. and i totally agree i would yep. absolutely be friends with this person yeah i think it's one of the reasons why the story took <sighs> off like it did mm -hmm. was because she was so lovely yeah and so loved yeah yeah at the time of her death, Jaleesa's mother, Carmen, said, quote, The feeling of losing my daughter in this way and the pain she must have felt will haunt me for the rest of my life. She won't live to see her dreams. I cannot imagine. No, I really can't either. Beth told officers that she had helped set up the appointment through Craigslist and that she could give them the email address of Andy, the last customer she was known to be with. She turned over all the passwords to the various accounts that might help them find Jaleesa's killer. Beth then called Mark Rash, the former head of the computer crime unit of the U.S. Department of Justice, who she knew was an expert in computer forensics, and he promptly went to work aiding the police. 
I could not find how she knew him. Uh huh. That is quite a contact. Heck yeah. I am going to assume that her booby parties mm-hmm. paid off. <laughs> I would agree. He with sounds you. like the kind of guy who could afford to attend lavish booby parties. And right. Good. Yes. Well, the world yeah. the world works in mysterious ways, and that I is know. a really wonderful example of that. Well, and the, assuming I, they met there, I'm sorry. I oh know boy, if you did it, but <laughs> I, I mean that was my thought too. But I I tried to find out because I was so curious how she had this crazy, mm-hmm. super helpful, high ranking yes help that she could just call and be like, "I need your help." And so that was my guess, and the lack of connection there. But like, right. you know, anyway. Investigators viewed hotel surveillance video around the time of Julissa's murder. They saw a young, tall, blonde man wearing a cap on an escalator at 10.06 p.m. The man looked familiar. One of the detectives recognized him as the same man who Trisha Leffler had identified as her attacker just four days earlier. Yes, get him, get him, get him. Two days after Julissa's murder on April 16th, Cynthia Melton met up with a man in Warwick, Rhode Island, which is just 40 miles from Boston. Mm-hmm. She'd been in contact with him through Craigslist. She was an exotic dancer and offered her services privately as well. They planned to meet at the Holiday Inn Express at 11 p.m. that night. Mm. When the man who was wearing a baseball cap entered her room, he pulled out a gun and ordered her to lay face down on the floor and then proceeded to tie her up with zip ties. He tried to put a ball gag in her mouth to keep her quiet, but she kept shaking her head and he couldn't get it secured around her head, so he gave up. Good girl. Good job. Mm-hmm. Cynthia later said that he had been extremely nervous and was shaking as he rummaged through her things. He told her more than once, quote, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. Just give me the money. Mm-hmm. As the man was trying to find her money, there was a knock at the door. Cynthia's husband was checking on her. Oof. The assailant opened the door and pointed his gun at the husband, who instinctively started to back up down the hall until he tripped and fell. When this happened, the attacker fled down the hall and out of the hotel. Good. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Cynthia and her husband called the police. Authorities found surveillance footage of the perpetrator entering the hotel and stopping to send a text to let Cynthia know he'd arrived. She still had his number available, and one of his texts that night was traced to the area of a nearby Walmart where he had bought the baseball cap he wore during the attempted robbery. (laughs) Walmart's... (laughs) Sorry. This guy's so stupid that he's going to meet women in hotel rooms to shoot them to death, Mm -hmm. but it's like, oh, I'll cover my tracks and stop and get a fresh baseball cap. Mm -hmm. Walmart's cameras showed the man buying the cap. He was the same person responsible for Jaleesa's murder and for Trisha's robbery. Mm -hmm. Now they just had to figure out who he was. Yep. They started by finding out who owned the email address used to contact Julissa. They were able to track the user IP address to a person living at 8 High Point Circle in Quincy, Massachusetts, a suburb of Boston. Mm-hmm. It was a large apartment building, and because the IP address came from a wireless router, they couldn't say for sure who had sent the email, but this helped them narrow down their choices. Yes, considerably. So they took their suspect's name and did an internet search to find out who he was and what he looked like. They also staked out the apartment building to see who was coming and going. The IP address led them straight to Philip Markoff, who also matched the footage they had perfectly. Oh, shocking. Whoa. Mm -hmm. They brought Trisha in and showed her a picture of Philip, and she confirmed that he was the man who had tied her up and robbed her. Good work. On April 20th, just six days after Julissa's murder, police were watching Philip's apartment building as they observed him and his fiancée, Megan, leave with a rolling suitcase. Worried he might be fleeing out of state, they decided to arrest him. Yes. In reality, the couple was heading to Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut for the weekend and didn't seem to have any idea the police were onto them. With I should all... say onto him, because Megan was right. clueless. And he's got a suitcase full of stolen money from... Women who need it much, 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 much worse than his Mm. broke, sorry, Mm. sad ass. Right, to fuel his gambling habit. The worst. Mm -hmm. At the time of his arrest, Philip had about $1,600 in cash on him. And this would have been his 19th visit to Foxwoods in four and a half months. Wow. He was even there the night of Cynthia's attack, which took place only 30 minutes from the casino. Wow. 
Philip refused to talk to police, but he didn't need to. Police collected a plethora of evidence against him to start. <laughs> You're going to love this, Courtney. Okay, I'm so mad already. Philip was wearing bloodstained shoes when he was arrested. It's so much worse than I thought. <laughs> yeah. You've got, but he did get that cap at Walmart. So they're like, mm -hmm. oh, it's a fresh cap. We don't have any other <laughs> images of him wearing this cap to tie it to him. Uh -huh. The DNA collected from the blood was later matched to Julissa. Mm. At Philip and Megan's apartment, authorities found the gun believed to have killed Julissa hidden in a hollowed out copy of Grey's Anatomy, which is a classical medical textbook. Right. When I first, <laughs> I'm just like showing you how much of a dork I am. But I, when I first read that, I was like, Grey's Anatomy, like the DVD set? Or like. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good place to hide something. Right. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy DVD set hollowed out. But, and I don't know Megan, but I would assume, though, that she would, that would be like the first place she would go every night after work is to her Grey's Anatomy DVDs. Right. So like, don't put the. No. Don't put the gun in there. No. Put him in the textbook. Mm-hmm. They also found a supply of the plastic zip ties used in all three crimes and unused bullets that matched those removed from Julissa's body. This guy is just the perfect criminal. Mm -hmm. As they continued their search, they found four pairs of women's panties stuffed into a pair of socks hidden in the box spring of the couple's bed. Ugh. There were extra track phones and a laptop computer whose hard drive later yielded pieces of Andy's response to Julissa's Craigslist posting. Mm-hmm. They also found 45 $100 bills. <laughs> when Philip was arrested, he was carrying a New York State driver's license belonging to a man named Andrew Miller. He used this ID to purchase the gun used in Julissa's murder. Cool guy. Just keep just, it all on you. Keep the sh bloody mm -hmm. shoes on. Keep the mm -hmm. fake ID in your wallet. Mm -hmm. Keep mm -hmm. all the hard drives, all the track phones, all the panties, everything. Just make mm -hmm. sure you keep them close at hand mm -hmm. <laughs> why because uh, he's a because he's a narcissist right he doesn't they don't know how to not think that they're going to get caught right his fingerprints were found on the duct tape used to bind trisha's mouth as well as on the wall in the hotel room where the assault on cynthia melton took place mm. megan McAllister seemed genuinely clueless about her fiance's crimes Despite sharing an apartment with Philip for the past seven months, she had been away during the period when the crimes were committed. Mm -hmm. Her future was shattered, and she could not come to terms with the man that she loved being this monster the police were telling her he was. That poor, poor woman. Seriously. I can't imagine. No. One of the articles I read talked about how her dad came out after this all happened mm -hmm. to do a press conference they were hounding her and he was crying i mean like the whole family was devastated they thought that they had this perfect son-in-law to be and just yeah. ruining lives I, it's <laughs> to be hanging out with somebody at holidays and get-togethers and things mm -hmm. and like love them and it, welcome them into your family and right even and not welcome for years yeah and yeah. then he's a doctor and he's good looking blah blah mm -hmm. blah and then mm -hmm. No, he's been murdering people mm -hmm. for gambling yep, money, mm -hmm. for gambling money. Yep. So not only is he a crazy murderer, he's a lazy, shitty, crazy murderer. Mm -hmm. Greedy one, too. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Yeah, hate him. Megan emailed the press saying, quote, Philip is a beautiful man inside and out and did not commit this crime. Unfortunately, somebody else did and needs to be penalized. What? Philip was set up. Yeah, she thought he was set up. Oh, boy. I don't know that at this point she she probably didn't realize how much evidence they had. Right, of course. I would do the same, of course, if my yes. wife got swept away by the police that I'd been with for years. I would, have, of course, assume, immediately right. assume that they had the wrong person. Right. Another news station got a similar email. Quote, a police officer in Boston, or many, is trying to make big bucks by selling this false story to the TV stations. What else is new? Philip is an intelligent man who is just trying to live his life. So if you could please leave us alone, we would greatly appreciate it. We expect to marry in August and share a wonderful, meaningful life together. Sorry, sister. It's not yeah. going to happen. Nope. She continued to visit him in jail and postponed the wedding, but did not break off her engagement. Mm. According to people close to Megan, she considered Philip brilliant and she did not worry about his frequent gambling. Philip pleaded not guilty and was held in jail without bond to await trial. 
On the second day in jail, he was put on suicide watch because of some marks on his neck made by his shoelaces. Mm-hmm. The next day, his older brother Jonathan and his wife visited Philip, and the Boston Herald reported an allegedly overheard conversation between the brothers. Quote, Forget about me, Philip supposedly said. Move to California. There's more coming out. Oh, great. Buckle up, everybody. It turns out that Philip wasn't just emailing women for their services. As far back as May 2008, which is well into his years-long relationship with Megan, he was also emailing men who were looking to hook up. Mm -hmm. Using the email address sexaddict5385 at yahoo.com, Philip reached out to one man, sending him nude photos, including one with his erect penis. Uh, No dick pics, you guys. (laughs) Fully covered that. (laughs) Unless they're solicited. Maybe the Mm -hmm. gentleman solicited them. Right. No, I don't think this guy cared at all. I think he was happy to get the dick pics. (laughs) He's like, I'm shocked that sexaddict6969 (laughs) at yahoo.com just sent me a dick pic. I was not Mm -hmm. expecting that. Right. And this is on the, like, Craigslist, you know, hookup section. What was that called? Um, Casual encounters. Encounters, yes. Mm -hmm. There were other people he emailed as well. The emails increasing after he purchased his gun. He even once posted as a female, quote, Ebony Masseuse. That's what he called himself. Mm -hmm. Looking to service male clients. It's not clear if he had any interest in meeting up with these people for sex, but can be guessed that he was looking for more vulnerable targets to terrorize and steal from. No doubt about it. No doubt. In June of 2009, Megan visited Philip for the last time and told him that she was going to medical school and said it would be a long period of time, if ever, before she would see him again. Get out of there, girl. Go study Mai Tais. Study. (laughs) Maraschino cherries. Hurricanes. Mm -hmm. Study penicillins. Oh, no, painkillers. Penicillin is like scotch. (laughs) (laughs) They might drink. It's like, yeah, go ahead. And I, I thought you meant the real penicillin. It's <laughs> a good thing to know about. Hey, hey, what do medical students drink? <laughs> Pen- penicillins. <laughs> get it? Yeah, no. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke train that just produces the hits. Going. Producing the hits. <laughs> Soon after this visit, Philip attempted to slice his wrists with a spoon that he had sharpened to a point using the concrete in his cell. Mm-hmm. In a third incident on August 14th of 2009, which would have been the day of his wedding, Philip was found to have stashed medication and was taken to a medical facility. Mm-hmm. Originally, Philip's murder trial was expected to begin in July of 2010, but the trial judge delayed the start of the trial until March of 2011. On August 15th, 2010, one year and one day after the date his wedding was to have taken place, Philip was found dead in his cell, finally succeeding in taking his own life. You little coward. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little heads up, guys. This is a, it's pretty gruesome. And we're going to talk about suicide if you need to skip ahead. He managed to puncture his carotid artery and cut other veins in his legs and ankles with a homemade scalpel. Good God. He then wrapped his wounds in plastic covered his head with a plastic bag and stuffed toilet paper down his throat so that jail authorities could not resuscitate him. I am the actual picture of a clenchy teeth emoji right now. Yeah. That is... Yeah. Yeah. Man. He then covered himself head to toe with a blanket. At least he did one thing successfully in his life. I know, right? Man. After several cell checks, a deputy sheriff noted that Philip's body hadn't moved and made a, quote, health and welfare check on him. Also, how could you be so bad at murdering other people, but so good at murdering yourself? It took him four times. I guess he had a lot of time to think about it, too. Yeah. Oi. Quote, they pulled the cover back and it was a bloodbath, said another law enforcement officer at the jail. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I know. When he was found, guards also noticed that Philip wrote his ex-fiancé's name, Megan, and the word Pocket, which is a pet name that the couple used on his jail cell wall, apparently in his own blood. That is very, very, very fucked up thing to do to a person. So fucked up. Leave her out of this, you Mm -hmm. piece of shit. 
He had also placed her photographs around his cell. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So now you're like, not only does she have to deal with the brain splitting fact that you were not who she thought you were and you Mm -hmm. were a murderer and Mm -hmm. a burglar, but now she has to live with survivor's guilt. You are a true monster. Yes. Professionals disagree on the meaning of Philip's final actions. Casey Jordan, a lawyer and criminologist, believes he thought he was doing Megan a favor by killing himself rather than putting her through an embarrassing trial at which she would have been required to testify. Quote, he believed it was a kind thing he did. It makes sense that he wrote her name and put her photographs because she was the last thing he was thinking of. However, Lynn Schwartz, a forensic psychologist practicing in New York State, said that the methods he employed showed that he was thinking more about himself than Megan. Ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. Quote, if you want to say goodbye to someone, you write a note and leave it in your cell, she said. It all felt very hostile to me. He feels like he's the one who's being betrayed. It's all about him. He didn't say, I'm sorry, you were the most important person in my life. I beg you for your forgiveness. Think about it. Who communicates in blood? Doing it this way was not about love to me, she said. No, no, that's so narcissistic. And even Mm -hmm. if he was pretending to do it for Megan, that's even worse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh, I'm going to make people think that I spared her from the trial. Fuck you. You did mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Her life is ruined. You ruined it. You ruined countless lives. G- gross. Goodbye. Seriously. But I also think it's like a, a deeper problem where we want to excuse handsome, yes. you know, smart, white men of their crimes. That is such a good point, Sadie. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, oh, he, he didn't really, like, he just wanted money. He didn't really mean to kill anybody. Yeah. He didn't. He just, he was, now he's going to save his girlfriend. Like, fuck that, man. Yeah, that's such a good point. We all do it, too. My mm-hmm. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. When I think about, you know, like, my favorite actors, it's always men. Mm-hmm. Because I like them more, you know, because of deep internalized misogyny. Mm-hmm. Because I'm really hard on women. Mm-hmm. I can't they help are. it. Yeah. No. The women in my life. I mean, I'm much closer to the women in my life, generally speaking, but mm-hmm. I'm also harder on them when mm-hmm. I, you know, when I step back and take a, take a think about it. Yeah, absolutely. So hundred percent. Once you realize that it's kind of a, it's kind of Spoil awful. Let your brain open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's awful, but it's also very liberating. So yeah, I think I you're totally right. Yep. But Philip is dead. So we will never know what his intentions were or why he decided to brutally murder Jaleesa, snuffing out her bright light. That's right. Jaleesa's mother was devastated to learn that Philip was dead. Not only did he murder her daughter, she was hoping the trial would give her some closure, the answers she so desperately needed. Mm -hmm. But he stole that from her as well. In response to public outcry, Craigslist eliminated its erotic services category in the U.S. in 2010 and also toughened its rules by requiring a working landline or proper cell phone, a valid credit card, an email address, and an IP address that can be traced back to the individual from everyone placing postings on the site. Mm -hmm. There you go, guys. Oh, boy, man. Fuck that guy. Craigslist killer. Philip. Markov. That is a good one. That poor Jaleesa, those poor women, poor Megan. Ugh. Yep. Why, why, why did people like that have to exist? How do we not have a test for sociopaths and psychopaths and dangerous narcissists yet? Yep. Right. I mean, a- I yeah, I don't know. Thank God they just sort of wrapped it up too, you know, within yes. 10 days of, well, I don't know that it was his first offense, but within these three cases, you know, that yep. they were able to arrest him within 10 days is... <laughs> unbelievable remarkable well i mean it's but also he left every piece of evidence <laughs> exactly, available exactly it's like, like so. i'm not even going to try to lure them to an alley or a dark place or something i'm just gonna right. go to the marriott <laughs> yep wear the bloody shoes wear the I bloody mean, shoes like, be all over cameras not wear gloves mm-hmm. Oy, yeah yeah i'll post pictures there's a picture of the book the Grey's <laughs> anatomy with a gun and the picture of his shoes. I'll be sure to post all of those. Yeah, it's he's just... a very, very bad criminal. Very bad murderer. Yep. And luckily, they caught him because he, I mean, even after, you know, part of me was sort of like, well, he didn't, didn't seem to really want to murder people. I mean, he clearly did. Right. And brutally. But, but 
he murdered Julissa, and then four days later, he's at it again. Like, right. he would have just kept going oh, yeah. and going and going. Yes. And killing people if it inconvenienced, you know, like they got yes. in his way, he would have murdered them. Right. He very yeah. much seems like the kind of person who, you know, obviously money is his motivation. He's got a deep gambling addiction, and any, you know, like addictions do, they drive you in these really, really compulsive, manic, crazy mm-hmm. ways to get the fix. And if you're completely out of control of that addiction, you know, that's one thing. And then that obviously triggered this darker thing inside of mm-hmm. him. Plus yeah. he's a narcissist. Plus right. he's sort he clearly of... clearly was enjoying the control. Exactly. And, yes. Yeah, so it's just this good. perfect storm of carelessness and narcissism mm-hmm. and addiction and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. God help would have people who got in his way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, it would have led to more deaths and more violence. And I wish more serial killers were that bad at it. I know. <laughs> you know? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that would be, oh, I think there are probably plenty of serial, you know, people who would become serial killers that were really bad at it. Got stopped right away. Hey, that's a really yeah, good point so. too. You're full of all the, <laughs> Bright observations today, and I don't mean that sarcastically. Thanks. Yeah, that is a really good point. <laughs> you're only a serial killer if you're good at it. Right? <laughs> Otherwise, you're just a killer. Yeah. Sorry about so. your truncated career, idiot. I know. Should- but this one definitely goes out to Julissa. I just wish that I had an opportunity to meet her. And I can't go wait to, to see pictures. Lavish of her. parties and yes. like, hang out with her and pet her dog. Coco Chanel. I just love people who live their lives. Just live your life. Whatever that looks like to you, however that feels, or just embracing the world and falling down, getting back up, becoming really successful, following your dreams. Mm -hmm. You know, if he hadn't gotten in her way, she probably would be some sort of fucking influencer, CEO, doctor, Mm -hmm. you know, just. Yeah. Whatever she wanted to be. I know. Her mom in one of the articles talks about how at her funeral, a woman pushing a baby in a stroller came over to her and said that Julissa saved her life at the AA meetings. And Ugh. like, it's just on and on. Ugh, I believe it. <sighs> I believe it. Why? Man. So we need the bright lights. We need the bright lights. I was just going to say this. There are, everybody's got their light, but the people who know how to shine it keep just leave them alone. Let them shine. Seriously, please. Anyone who doesn't have a bright light, they're fair game. I'm just kidding. Mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everybody has a, a light of their own brightness, Courtney. I, that's what I mean. We need Not the everybody. bright light shiners to inspire us to shine our own lights bright. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Julie's like I always say. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. I really yeah. think that we, you know, if you can see it, you can be it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, I think that's a deep part of, you know, there people who are just geniuses or prodigies who just have that inside of them. You know, they're sort of the exception. I think most people don't know how special they are until they see somebody else being special. Mm-hmm. And then they think I can do that or I, Oh, totally. it's just, Get that's inspired. just how you do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they're not so overwhelmed by the process. I mean, I taught myself how to paint by watching my friend paint in her bedroom. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, you just paint. so i did you know every this podcast you know you're like right well just try it and then you do it it's not that hard so yeah i there is a i have a special admiration for people my wife laura is one of those people she's just a bright 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 light she Mm -hmm. just shines that shit everywhere and makes it seem so effortless and inspires other people to do the same and it's one of my favorite things about living with her 24 hours a day because i just have this sort of direct access to that magic and that's i'm very grateful for that it's taught me a lot yep big time yeah cheers to jaleesa cling yay i mean so sorry but yes yes she's still her honor she's inspiring me and i don't even know her Yep. Well, fucking awesome job. Thank yeah, you man. for that. What kind of businesses mm-hmm. are there to attend to? To tend, um, tend to? Attend see. to? What do I have here? Um, Just a real quick mention that mm. we are planning a special something, I don't know what yet, over on Patreon. Right. I have named it the 100 Patrons Party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it in our Patreon episodes, but here I'm bringing it 
to our broad mm-hmm. or audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to be a part of that, it's either going to be a live Zoom mm-hmm. party, maybe a live Ask Me Anything event where you can take turns asking us questions. Yep. It can be a special episode where you guys get to pick what we talk about. It seems like it might be all three because we're wishy-washy and generous. And exactly. It seems, <laughs> seems that's what our patrons want are yeah. all of those We have things. a poll going on right now for a few more days where they're voting on what they want and it's all, it's kind of tied. So we're happy to do it all. But if you want to be a part of that, it's going to probably happen in the next month or two. Yep. We're getting really close to 100. And if you want to get us to 100 quicker... Go to Patreon, sign yeah, up, yeah. three dollars a month yeah. to start, and how then many? We will do a live event. How many Patreon episodes do we have? Do you know? Uh, I think right now we're like eleven or twelve. Okay, so if I were somebody who, <laughs> who want, liked binging things, which I am mm-hmm. that person, I mm-hmm. would probably wait until about eleven or twelve episodes, maybe right. fifteen. I mean, this- then then you go in and you pay your three bucks and boom, 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 full right. weekend ahead of you. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And there are full episodes. They're, they're exactly what you get here, yep. just over there. Yep. You know, I know some podcasters do like little bitty episodes, not us. Nope. Full yep. on at once a week, you get your episodes. Yep. We're a little more uh, loose over there, if you could believe it. <laughs> we're yes. so uptight over here. A <laughs> little bit more incited to our more chatty. selves. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a little bit more of the ex-sister banter so if you hate it don't go over there because it's yeah, not no. for you but no nope. we love otherwise yeah we love it's patreon's a blast and also there's you can have additional conversations with us based on the episodes mm-hmm. blah 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 so right come yep, on over it. Mm-hmm. yep oh and it also helps fund this project so that we can continue to do it <laughs> there you go that's the big part that is of the it, big right part. there mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i have a recommendation you're good. Well, there's two. I'm sure everybody's already watching The Vow on HBO because everybody wants to know about the Nexium cult, even if you'd listen to the podcast, which I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's great. I have not watched it yet. Oh, well, I'm glad I recommended it then. Seriously. It's great. If you're into sex cults, which... <laughs> who is it? Who is it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm, it's fascinating because speaking of narcissists, you know, it's all these like very attractive, successful people because it's structured as an executive success program so it's you know it's a cult in la right started in la yes i think or no new york in new york but yes traveling to la vancouver mexico all over the place right um very 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 successful organization kind of an mlm slash cult uh yeah it's good shit it's fascinating and then it's especially fascinating because these people were kind of at the top of their game in a lot of ways like the Mm -hmm. guy who directed um Oh, God, the documentary, like, what is the water? Anyway, it's like a super successful award-winning documentary. Werner Herzog. No, that would be (laughs) the best. God, I wish. I did too. It was like, and then we (laughs) touched the boobies. No. (laughs) Um, That was pretty good. Thanks. I love him. So dry. Me too. Grizzly man anti blah blah anyway um uh but yeah they're at the top of their game and they it's just so interesting to see how desperately people all just want to be accepted mm-hmm. you know but they weren't sort of wayward lost people they were very successful some of them were multimillionaires. you know it's wild yeah a lot of them actually were multimillionaires. that's how they got so successful um but also a wilderness of error is another series i'm watching on fx about oh dang it i don't remember the um, Errol Morris. Yeah, it's Errol Morris, but it's about the case. Um, oh, one second, guys. I'm so sorry. Uh, Jeffrey McDonald. Thank you. Yeah. It's one of those names that I mix up with a million other names. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey McDonald, who's the doctor in the military whose family got slaughtered while he was mm-hmm. there. And he said a hippie, hippies did it. And a woman was wearing mm-hmm. a white floppy hat and holding a candle saying, acid is groovy, which is just... <laughs> why i love that case so much but it goes deep 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 into why errol morris doesn't think he did it and i am still very much not convinced that he did not do it so i'm excited to find out i've started that one but i hadn't oh it's great 
uh, on the same note, what I, did I write it down? The, the sh- it's also on FX. Oh, not the Shanann Watts documentary. Well, we can talk about that one. That one's on Netflix, but, yeah. um, the, it's like American monster or, Oh, right. I have to look it up. Did you watch that one? I did not. Um, I started to, Oh, about the kid who thinks the, um, yeah. his dad was the Zodiac Zodiac killer. killer. Yeah. And why he thinks that. And then there's like, it kind of sw- like shifts mm-hmm. halfway through the series. So you kind of, I thought at least I thought I knew where it was headed and then it shifted and I was like, yes! Oh shit. I love that. It was really good. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I'll watch it. Um, but I don't remember what it was called. Okay. So I'll look it up real quick. Look up, go Google Zodiac killer. My kid. dad. Zodiac killer. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the most, yeah. sorry, the most dangerous animal of all. Is the oh, yeah. the American monster. Same. Yeah. Thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I watched really? the Shanann Watts documentary. It was so good. Yeah. They left. I felt like they left a lot out, but not, I also felt a lot, but they, lo- they, yeah, they didn't cover all of the details, but right. that home video footage. Yes. The body cam footage. They have footage I was of shocked. Everything, you guys. Yeah, everything. I, couldn't, I could not believe how much they were able to piece the whole documentary together just by using footage. There was no yeah commentary. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it was brilliant. And to like watch that fucking piece of shit, you know, just try to get away with around. it. And mm-hmm. ugh, God, yep. oh, and she's pregnant. Like, oh, I just want to smother him yeah well speaking of lazy narcissists like that guy didn't even really try either he's like no hey uh, please come home i miss the babies i miss uh, you guys come home okay it's like ugh, just try to shed a tear yeah gross but yeah i felt like you really get to know shanann and her girls and big time big time that was so good i almost didn't watch it because i've listened to every podcast on the Mm -hmm. case and thought i knew it all but it's really interesting to watch actual yeah, footage I, I totally agree kept giving me chills and mm-hmm. upset stomach it's just really hard to watch yep oh and real quick while we're talking about shows pen 15 you guys oh Ugh. give me a break <laughs> for life our <sighs> bff sarah just told us that they're coming out with part two soon best like, news of all time ever of all because i felt like the this second season was short you know it didn't feel <sighs> totally complete to me and mostly because I love it so much that I could just watch it on end forever. Yes. But if you have not, I think everybody in the world has watched that. But if you haven't, please do not go. pass go. Do not ever watch not it. watch that show, especially if you're a girl. I recommended it to a lot of my male friends and they don't quite get it. It is very female mm-hmm. focused, but it's so brilliant. The whole premise yeah. and the acting, the performance, the comedy, the physical yeah. comedy it's brilliant and it makes you cry. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. good. Yep. So makes me good. feel nostalgic for things that never happened to me and for places and time that were not happy for me. Yes. And I want to go back and do it again yes. so bad because of that show. <laughs> well, and all the little details that they put in the show yeah. are so brilliant that they make me scream a little bit and think like, yes. how did they remember that? Yes. And then they just rip your heart out with the love of the friendship and the mm-hmm. love between the mom mm-hmm. and the, you know, just, oh, God. Anyway. Brilliant. Go watch it. Please. Any other business before we do some shout outs? Nope. Shout them out. All right. So, got some new patrons. Did Big Dick McKillicuddy sign up yet? Uh, well, if he did or she did, they haven't released that they are the culprit behind oh, Big Dick McGillicuddy. Listen, re- speaking of Tarek Mendoza or whatever his last name is, Almosa, I <laughs> I started watching Flipper Flop. I started hate watching Flipper Flop. Yeah. It is, they are such loathsome people mm-hmm. to start that I eventually love watch it. And now mm-hmm. I love that show and I love mm-hmm. Christina and Tarek because... <laughs> They're so, they're like the least qualified people to be on television. <laughs> she has the restingest, bitchiest, resting mm. face ever. He's just like, I don't know, Christine. I mean, just the worst, but I love him now. I love the show. I love them. So big dick oh, McGillicuddy. I really hope you're a patron. I really hope you're still listening. I hope you're hate listening, but it's starting to, you're like, you start to find yourself giggling mm-hmm. despite yourself. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I hope so too. I hope so too. We're and the person who day. commented on our other one of our podcast um, streaming apps that we should keep our politics out of our podcast, which whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely hate listening right now and yeah. Hello. You can't help yourself. No. But you're welcome. That comment, he commented on an episode, like an early episode too, and I was like, Oh buddy, if you're starting there and you oh. think that we talk about politics too much. <gasps> Hang on for dear life. So <laughs> tonight, let's see. Uh thank you so much to Haley O. Haley O. Woo. Haley O overtly awesome to That's me. Right. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, Lauren B. Yay, Lauren B. Because we love you. Awesome. Laura, because we love you. Lauren, because we love you. <laughs> Lauren. Sophia W. Yeah, Sophia W. Gorgeous name. You know you have a gorgeous mm-hmm. name. I don't need mm-hmm. to bring it up ever again. Nope. <laughs> Stop talking about it. <laughs> She's like, I know. Uh-huh. You, you don't but. have to bring it up ever again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much to Mary Beth. Yay, Mary Beth. That's also a great name. Yep. Thank you to Lynn N. Linen. I love it. Yep. I do love linen. And (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who doesn't love linen? Everyone. It's a high quality fabric. Yeah. Breathable, comfortable. Chic. Yeah. Looks good. Sophisticated. That's right. Just like Lynn N. And last, but definitely not least, our very first $20 tier patron. Oh my God. I know. I cannot believe it. Thank you so much to Sarah R. Woo! Sarah R. Radical. Yeah. R-radical. Radical. <laughs> you are radical. You are radical. You guys, thank you all so much for your support. So much. Head over to Patreon. we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. And would love your support. Absolutely. And I'm sorry that I've gotten better at responding to patron names as we've gone along. If you want me to try yours again, because you're an mm-hmm. early supporter, send it on through. We'll shout you out a second time. You I deserve know. it. You definitely deserve it for definitely. starting early. I just had to warm up. My apologies. <laughs> Isn't that like the theme of They Will Kill in general? I think it's the theme. Thank of- you for sticking with us. We had to warm up. Listen, you guys. if you come out just gangbusters, <laughs> start at the top. It's all downhill from there. I have friends well, who seriously. peaked at like twenty six, like got a fucking show deal and stuff, and now they're just mm-hmm. like rear. Tired. So yeah. yes, it's all up uphill. You have a lot uphill to look forward here. to. And That's right. Yeah. So you're welcome. That's right. <laughs> you are welcome. Here we are now at our peak. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not there yet. <laughs> no, I'm That's kidding. <laughs> that's it oh yeah Uh, you can find us you can find us at they will kill it on Instagram (laughs) however it works on in at it I don't know Instagram Instagram Facebook and Twitter at they will kill you can email us at they will kill podcast at gmail.com you can go to our website they will kill anytime just hang out there just poke around yeah there's sources you can read. Oh, God. Who doesn't articles. want to read the sources? Right. Um, rate, review, subscribe, please. Yes, please. Oh, my God. What did somebody say that they, we are a lullaby? They use this as a lullaby. It was one of my... I think f- it was like... Yeah, it was so sweet. Mommies was the... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Was the headline. Was the headline. Was so sweet. Mommies. I keep you as a lullaby or something. I Something. Yeah. Loved it. Thank loved you. Loved it. Thank you for that. Yep. I found, I found a place to where I, we can read the international ones too there was a good one from canada that came in that i don't remember what it said (laughs) (laughs) no good story okay here's Uh, moving forward please when you leave a review title it something crazy like mommies just to make my day right i love that shit i'd love it i'm sure it's referencing something it doesn't matter it makes me so happy yeah really does thank you aj bergantz for your amazing music thank you so much yep is that all? Yep. What else do we say? And remember. Uh, so this popped into my head the other day and I thought I'd share it with this world. My, When I was in middle school, this is going to be paint a very clear picture of the place that we come from. My best friend, we were hanging out at her grandparents' house. We went over there all the time, played ping pong, listened to Nirvana, etc. And 
she gave her grandpa a hug and he's like, come over here and see your, gr- your dear old grandpa. And he said, give me a kiss, but don't slip me the tongue because that makes me madder in hell. <laughs> so there you go. There you go, guys. We love you so much. <laughs> we love you. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. I w- Mwah! Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.